Hello, hello. This is episode three, Thrawn Smart Fantasies. We have Kyle Cavanaugh on, uh, Travis McKinnon. I'm pretty sure I already said that in the previous interview. Didn't I already do a little intro? Oh, sweet. So this is a waste of time, basically. So, but I will tell you during this time, before our sick intro, uh, if you have any basketball or basketball consulting or just basically team consulting needs, hit up Five Star Hoops LLC, uh, www.fivestarhoopsllc.com. For if you want a private lesson, you want to get better at ball, you want your team to get better at ball, or maybe you just want some drill ideas or a practice plan template, hit fivestarhoopsllc.com. They could even make Travis better. That's right. Hello, welcome to Thoughts from Our Fantasies, episode three or four. We have Kyle Cavanaugh as usual. Pause for Kyle to say hello. What's up, guys? Oh, there you go. And then we have the man, the myth, the moron, Travis McKinnon. What up? Oh, man. I can't wait to hear Travis. I need Travis to put down his phone game for... I'm undefeated in three leagues. In fantasy? Yeah. How many leagues are you in? Uh, not twenty-seven. Yeah, probably twenty-seven. <laughs> How many leagues are you in? You're not undefeated in three. three. <laughs> you're okay. Then you're not because you're defeated in ours, for sure. Uh, Travis, just give you a rundown of how this episode goes. Not the people that listen because they know they're loyal listeners. This is how it's going to go, Travis. So you don't interrupt. Kyle's going to give us just straight facts for a little bit. He's got some tricks. He's got some treats. You know. Uh, because last week was Halloween and we should have recorded on Halloween. That was totally my fault or before. That's on me. Hand up. But it's going to give us some trick or treats. We're going to talk for a little bit. Then we're going to have locks of the week. Do you have a lock of the week, Travis? Yes. Are I you always sh- have a lock, lock for the week. No, you literally don't. I All do. right. Here, you're one of the worst gamblers I've ever met. Are what? we talking about fancy locks or gambling locks? Gambling locks. Do you not? Li- you don't even listen to our own podcast. Well, for next week or this week? Well, this right week. Mine's going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this I can week. do one from today. No, not today. Oh, well, Do it for really... Sunday. So people are going to listen as soon as we put it out here in just a little bit, and they're going to listen to it Sunday morning, and they're going to say, oh, man, I got to get that bet in. Gotcha. All right, thanks. All right, so, Kyle, you got some tricks or treats. So far, you've been absolutely killing it, calling guys out uh, before they blow up. You've, got, you've had some uh, you know, deep pickups and whatnot. You're basically an NFL exec, you know. Uh, so, give us first off. I know you, you wanted to start with some. I don't know trick or treats. You you get after it. Yeah. So we we're trying to do something kind of Halloween and like I said, we didn't get to hook up on on Thursday. So yeah. we'll just pretend like this was recorded on Halloween, um, and you're just not getting to it to listen to it until today, Saturday. Um, but what I wanted to do was find a guy at each position that has been pretty good all year, you know, that their numbers are, are, are fine. Uh, they're, they're top, you know, 10 or 12 at their position. It doesn't mean that you're dropping them. It doesn't mean that you're burying them at the end of their bench, but they are a little bit of a spooky start the rest of the way. It's, it's guys that you're, you're going to play, but you don't, you may not feel quite as good about it. Um, but you know, like I said, they're names that you can't really just get rid of, but you may not feel, uh, super confident. You have to kind of temper your expectations 
uh, when starting these guys. So we'll start at the quarterback position, and we're going to throw out Tom Brady. Tom is the quarterback six so far this year. He's had a, a fine year, kind of a, you know, not, not an extremely loud year, but, but been, you know, efficient. 42-year-old, uh, still winning games, 8-0, and um, probably the prohibited favorites in the Super Bowl again, um, and, and probably just more of a better real-life quarterback than a fantasy quarterback this season. Um, but he's been doing it more this year with a balanced attack and, and his defense has so done a really good job setting him up um, in games. He, he's only on pace for 26 touchdowns this year. Uh, he's, he's thrown for zero touchdowns in two of his games this year. Red zone TD conversion is the lowest of his career. He's got the second lowest passer rating and TD percentage uh, of his career worsened uh, back in 2013. He's failed to eclipse 270 yards in half of his games this year. He's thrown four picks in the last five games. Um, and his numbers have been boosted a little bit due to three rushing touchdowns. So if you take that away uh, and those go to a, you know, a Sonny Michelle or a Bolden or a James White, he would fall outside the top ten uh, without those three touchdowns. And he's benefited from an extremely weak schedule so far. And that's going to get much tougher over the next six weeks. They do have a bye coming up. Uh, he's got Baltimore this week, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City are, are four of the next six weeks, and you're going to miss him in a bye. So, um, again, you're, you're probably not you're not dropping Tom Brady. It, it's probably unlikely that somebody's sitting there that's better than Tom Brady, but it's just somebody that you're going to want to have to temper your expectations. Uh, and it makes him just for a little bit scary start um, moving forward. At the running back position, and this, is, this has kind of come up out of nowhere the last couple of weeks, but it's David Johnson who is – as of two weeks ago, was sitting at running back six. He's already fallen to running back 11 uh, after missing the last two games. And he's in line to miss, uh, potentially miss a third game this weekend. Of course, we, we talked about Chase Edmonds blowing up on the show, uh, scored you know all those touchdowns, and Chase became a, a huge pickup. Um, but then Chase Edmonds got hurt, uh, and, and we thought that maybe he would even have some standalone flex value, getting about 30% of the snaps alongside David Johnson, a la and Austin Eckler, and uh, with the Chargers. And then, of course, the Cardinals, the big news this week, they just traded for Kenyon Drake, who was somebody that we told you last week you wanted to keep an eye on if you were a Drake owner because right. the, the rumors were that he was going to get moved. Uh, and then when he didn't travel with the Dolphins in last week, that was a sure sign of him getting traded. We just didn't know where. Turns out it was in Arizona. He actually uh, blew up on Thursday night starting there. Uh, and so not that long ago, David Johnson was a true three three down, you know, feature back uh, and suddenly finds himself injured and is in a extremely crowded, uh, you know, potential three headed monster backfield out in Arizona. Uh, and I've got uh, the 49ers coming up twice in the next three weeks, a bye, uh, plus Tampa Bay on the road who's a top four run defense. David Johnson's only seen more than 12 carries twice this year. He has zero hundred rush yards. Uh, and he only has two rushing touchdowns. Now, the, the good news for him is he has been getting it done through the air. Um, if he was healthy and was supposed to play, he would have still been on pace for 1,000 yards on the ground, 65 catches, and double-digit touchdowns. But it seems like that's going to be very unlikely to happen now due to him trying to get healthy. And then even when he does come back, you know, how do they plug in him, Chase Edmonds? And now, of course, they just traded away, you know, some some valuable pieces to pick up Kenyon Drake. So, how the coaching staff there figures all that out uh, is going to be, you know, kind of interesting to, to see. And so if you have David Johnson, again, you're not dropping him. You're not cutting him. You know, maybe he gets moved down into a flex spot or, or buried on your bench. But you're going to have, again, he's going to be a, a pretty scary uh, start uh, when he does get back healthy. 
um, at the wide receiver position. And this was a guy who last week we talked about whose stock was going up. He's actually the wide receiver 13 in scoring this year. He's kind of had a quiet year, but a good year, and that's Cortland Sutton out of uh, Denver. He's eighth in receiving yards this season, but he only has three touchdowns. And we thought that was going to start to pick up when Emmanuel Sanders exited to San Francisco via trade. So we thought, okay, here's Cortland Sutton's time to shine. Um, but Denver's now making a change at quarterback uh, with Flacco, the quote-unquote injured Flacco, um, all of a sudden has a neck injury after coming out and calling the coaching staff out. Right. And so he's done. He's been moved to the IR. He's done. So they're making a change, and they're going to go with uh, Brandon Allen, who's a third-year guy who not only is making his first career start Sunday, he's taking his first career snap on Sunday. And uh, Cortland Sutton was actually quoted in an SI article talking about the chemistry that he had developed with Flacco, and he felt really good about uh, the timing and everything that he had, you know, the rapport back to OTAs, a lot of seven-on-seven seven work, a lot of extra work after practice, and felt that him and Flacco had really, really good chemistry, and that explains a lot why Cortland Sutton's probably overachieving with his role in Denver, and now all of a sudden he's going back to square one with a guy who's yet to even see one snap of NFL action, and so it just makes you a little a little worrisome about what to do with Cortland Sutton moving forward. And, and even with Flacco, he'd only caught more than five balls in three games this year. He's only scored more than 15 full PPR points in those three games. And, and he also has a bye week coming up in week 10 and then has a, a very up and down schedule. So um, the, the the stock arrow was pointing up not too long ago for Cortland Sutton. And he's somebody that had you know, probably has been producing pretty well for you. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what ben, uh, Brandon Allen can do um, out there in Denver now that Flacco's on the shelf. So, uh, and then it, uh, finally at tight end, um, we're going to go with a guy who's actually tight end number seven this year, which I, I was actually surprised that number was as high as it was, but it's Zach Ertz. Um, we all know that tight end has been an extremely tough position this year. Um, we've done a pretty good job identifying some sleepers that have kind of blown up, especially with the the Kittles and the Hunter Henrys and, uh, you know, has been a little bit disappointing. And Zach Ertz, I would say, has been disappointing to a point as well, even though he's still the number seven guy at the position, probably because the position is so uh, thin. Um, but he only has double-digit fantasy points in three games this year. Has only caught five balls twice or more than five balls twice. But he's still sixth in receptions at that position. But then again, he only has one touchdown. And so – a big problem uh, or, or reason for that has been the emergence of his his running mate, Dallas Goddard, who actually has three touchdowns on the year. Uh, and if you took Goddard's production in Philly and combined him with Ertz, uh, and they were just one Philadelphia tight end, they would actually be the number two scoring tight end on the season, over 50 catches, over 600 yards, and uh, number two in touchdowns. But the problem is, is that production is getting split up in between two guys. And if you look at their schedule, they've got the Bears, Abai, New England, the Giants, uh, Miami, and Washington, who surprisingly, the Giants, the Dolphins, and Washington, not good teams, but they're all top half in the league against the tight end this year. So, um, again, uh, Zach Ertz is definitely not a guy that you're you're dropping. And if you've got it, chances are you're starting it because you don't have a better option, but somebody that um, you can't feel too good about uh, moving forward. So – Make sure my mic's turned on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. If a guy wanted to trade away Kyler Murray and D.D. Westbrook for Russell Wilson, would you do it? Either side. Yeah. Who's winning? 
I would rather have Russell. But what if he's already starting Deshaun Watson? Basically, I'm trying to get Russell Wilson from Matt Parker. Mm, yeah, if, if he's got Deshaun Watson, he doesn't need Russell Wilson. So he could probably get him, give him away pretty cheaply. Um, Russell Wilson's making a case for an MVP-type season. Um, Kyler Murray is not, you know, I mean, he's okay. Of course, we're dealing with a keeper league, you know, situation right. in this league. So maybe there's some value to hold on to Kyler. Um, or maybe even D.D. Westbrook, and, and D.D.'s had kind of an up-and-down year in quarterback change in Jacksonville uh, with Foles getting hurt, and then the emergence of our guy, uh, D.J. Chark and Chris Conley. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I would not I would make that move. And if, um, you know, if Matt's looking for a little wide receiver help from D.D., I think that makes, makes perfect sense. Thank you. I just needed that, you know, coming from you, a former champion in our league, I needed that. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh Anything else on the fantasy side of it? Yeah, so those are some guys we, you know, uh, again, kind of some some spooky starts to, to keep with the Halloween theme. And then we tried to look for a couple of deep league uh, treats. So I'll run through these pretty fast. A um, couple guys at each position. Um, there are, we've got the Falcons, the Bengals, the Rams, and the Saints all on by this week. Next week, it's six teams on by. So you probably need to be looking ahead uh, at who you're going to be missing and who your opponents are going to be and who they're going to be missing and, and try to see if, if you can go out and scoop some of these guys up uh, who are available uh, readily available in uh, leagues, uh, probably not a bad idea. So I'll, I'll hit these guys pretty fast. Last week we talked about the Detroit Lions backfield, Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick. And then if you really listen and pay attention uh, to this podcast, we also mentioned Trey Carson who was a 27-year-old kind of uh, just kind of floating around the league, only had a few carries in his career. He actually led – we mentioned him last week on the podcast as a guy that could be involved, and he actually led the backfield in touches uh, and snaps last week. Now, Trey Carson is dealing with a little bit of an injury. He's only 8% owned uh, in the Yahoo League, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with, with his, his health status moving forward. Um, Ty Johnson there is only 42% owned. Um, and should get more workload if Trey Carson is out. So you're just going to want to monitor that position. But the Lions backfield is so crowded. They even gave fullback uh, Nick Bodden 16 snaps last week. So in another week or two, um, I think we'll have a better idea about how they're going to shape things up there. But, again, with everybody being so thin and so many teams being on a bye, if one of those guys is available, I'd go uh, look to scoop one of them up. Uh, another running back is, is Miami running back Mark Walton. He's only owned in 50% of the leagues. Drake being moved to Arizona has cleared the way for Walton to be the number one guy in Miami. Belage there, uh, Kalen Belage is an afterthought. He's, he's he's not a threat, not really relevant there uh, anymore. Um, Mark Walton led this team in 87% of the snaps. He actually got 14 touches in his first start. And next three of their four games, uh, the defenses are bottom half in the league against running back. So, yeah, it's still the running back on a very bad Miami Dolphins team, but it's going to be really difficult in week 10 to find a guy who's getting first team reps. So if Mark Walton is available, he's a guy that can be picked up at the wide receiver position. We've got Josh Reynolds uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. He's only honed in 1% of the league that, that may have gone up in the last couple of days uh, since I looked that number up, but Brandy cooks has a concussion and the Rams are, are headed into a buy. So if cooks is out uh, another week with a concussion, Josh Reynolds caught three of eight for 73 yards and a touchdown, played almost 90% of the snaps. He was the second in targets. And with Cup and Gurley drawing a lot of attention, Reynolds will uh, work a majority of the time out of the slot, which is where he gets most of his routes and Cooks actually gets most of his snaps. 
And when you're working out of the slot, chances are you're playing against lesser DB. So Josh Reynolds is a guy that could be a very, very, very deep, deep treat um, that could be picked up. And uh, another guy, which again, we're going super deep here, uh, is Green Bay wide receiver Alan Lazard, only owned in 11% of the league. The amazing thing the last couple of weeks is he's actually out-snapped Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And in the last uh, three games, Lazard has caught 12 of 14, 149 yards, and a touchdown. So Jeez. I would keep an eye on Devontae Adams' status, uh, if he is able to come back or not, which things aren't looking real good for him. Um, kind of interested to see what Lazard's role is going to be going forward. And, to, you know, not really any kind of scientific analysis here, but he just kind of looks the part. Like, you know, everybody knows that Rodgers likes to ad-lib, gets out of the pocket, and just tries to kind of play backyard football. And, and Lazard seems to be the guy that, that suits uh, Rodgers ad-libbing really well. Allison and Scantling seem to run very precise routes, and it's like if they're not open, they're not getting the ball. And Lazard just kind of has a little bit uh, more feel for the game, it seems to me, yeah. uh, which is why I think his numbers have been so good because Rodgers has been on the move and, and he just seems to have a connection. So uh, another guy that I think uh, could be picked up. And then one more wide receiver who I only bring him up because he's the biggest whiff uh, that I've had this year going all the way back to our first episode. I told everybody to, to, to roll with Anthony Miller and he's been an absolute abject disaster. Um, and is now only owned, went from being a drafted guy to only owning 13% of the leagues right now. Um, but I bring him up just to mention that in the first four weeks, he only saw four catches. So again, a, a, a absolute with swing and a miss by me on that. But the last three games, he's called 12 of 19 for 183 yards. And he's got the NFL's worst pass defense, the Philadelphia Eagles up this week. And New York Giants, who are the third worst, in two weeks uh, after they play the Rams next week. And so with everything going on in Chicago right now, Miller's actually starting to emerge a little bit. So uh, be, you know, not somebody necessarily that you want to just pick up and plug in right away, but his stock uh, arrow is definitely pointing up. And then finally at the tight end position, a a sweet spot for us this year, two names that we want to mention is Houston tight end, Darren Fells, uh, second in the team in snaps, number three in targets and receptions. Uh, he leads the Texans uh, in touchdowns with actually five touchdown uh, catches this year. He somehow sneakily has become the, the tight end number eight this year. He's only owned in 58% of the leagues. Again, part of his problem is running mate similar to Philadelphia. He's got a, uh, his other side of the field there, Jordan Akins, the other tight end, um, is is putting up some production and, and taking some of those those reps away from from Fells, but if you were to combine them again, like we said with Philly, it would be the number two tight, uh, scoring tight end in the league. Um, seven touchdowns, 450 yards, and 40 catches in between them. Um, but the reason that you, I think you're seeing those guys on the field quite a bit is Deshaun Watson has been sacked 105 times in his career in just you know less than three years. He was sacked 62 times last year, and so which is just kind of an astronomical number. And so they're running a lot of two tight end uh, personnel to try to give him uh, some more time and some more protection. And so Fells and Akins are actually having pretty good years. Um, they're former, uh, one was a former baseball player, one was a former basketball player. They, they didn't grow up being, you know, football guys. Um, so they're, they're relative unknowns, but they're, they're massive, massive athletes. Um, and so Fells specifically is available. Um, I would look at picking him up in these bye weeks to try to add a tight end. Um, and if he gets really desperate, Akins is another. Uh, and then last, Lastly, the guy that you tried to trade to me about six different times. Yep. 
Delaney Walker, uh, whose injury just cannot seem to get healthy. His backup is Jonu Smith, 34% on, uh, tight end out of Tennessee. Uh, Delaney Walker's up and down playing injuries have opened the door for Smith. And he's actually played over 80 and 70% of the snaps the last two weeks, caught nine of 10 balls, 142 yards and a touchdown. And, um, the passing game there has, uh, been, uh, a little bit, you know, has a little bit more energy and a little bit more zip in it, uh, now that Tannehill is at QB with Marietta on the bench. So those are, uh, just, uh, try to run through a, a quick list of some guys that are, that are probably available if you get on your phone and check. And like I said, things are going to get pretty, pretty sneaky, pretty tough the next couple of weeks with all these buys going on. And it's kind of make or break time for your fantasy teams. If you're sitting at, you know, three and five or four and four, five and three, you know, it's time to make a move and try to pick, make a, a playoff push and, you know, Having a couple of these guys on the radar might might help you out and might actually put you over the top, um, especially since they're they're so available. You know, best of luck to you and your team. Actually, no, I'm the I'm a team that's right on the bubble. You know, you've talked about you talked about quarterback, running back, or well, talked about running back, tight end, receivers. Travis is so upset you didn't talk about kickers. Yeah. You didn't? Did you not do any what, kicker what, research? What are you thinking, jeez. Uh, well, we we yield all expertise uh, to Travis, Travis on kickers. Yeah, and Travis was commenting on your kicker earlier. Travis, you got anything to? that yeah. I mean, uh, surely you researched while you were sitting over here, and Kyle was talking. I saw you on your phone. Surely, what you were doing was researching. Always, but uh, hold on, let me pull it up. Oh yeah, he's got a huge Google Doc <laughs> full. <laughs> Full of kicker research. Right Damn. now he is Googling what kicker to play Sunday. So I would like to point out that Travis's kicker expertise, what he banks on kicker expertise, is his, his team name is Crossbar Crosby, so he clearly owns Mason Crosby. So Travis knows so much about kickers that he continues to employ a guy who's not even in the top ten in kickers. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter if he's in the top ten. He makes his kicks. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yeah, he just seems to make a lot fewer kicks than some other guys. Yeah, it's like the receiver. Like, I don't care that the receiver didn't score a lot of points. He catches the ball when it's thrown to him. No, doesn't make any sense. You got anything? What you got, Travis? Well, you want me to talk about his kicker? His oh, yeah, trash talk him. Let's go. Yeah, his kicker was terrible. He's used to kicking outside, and he played in a dome. He wasn't used to it. So only got four points. And you heard it here four first, feet. folks. What incredible analysis. You got to get somebody that's in like Denver or something, somewhere high altitude. That's the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's the same thing Travis <laughs> says for basketball too. Like Portland Trailblazers or the Denver Nuggets will be playing the Pelicans and it'll be in Denver. They're like, oh, Pelicans aren't going to do well tonight. First half, the first half, they can't catch their breath. They got to adjust. Acclimated to the to – the, uh, Altitude. That's uh, the problem. I think you made that up. Actually, I know you made that up. It's not that I think that. All right, let's move on. Locks of the week. Kyle, do you remember your pick from last week? Oh, yeah. I'm over 500, baby. Are you? Congrats, mm-hmm. sir. Last yeah, week. remember, and I'm, I'm working on two different records. Asterix true. off air. I'm two games over 500. On air, I'm a game over 500. Remember, I, I've been picking on the Bears. Correct. So I was successful last week. I went back to the Chargers. And they ended up covering uh, against the Bears. Yes, they did. So, and then I picked Cardinals under nineteen and a half. That line moved to seventeen and a half, and they only scored ten. I think it was nine so, or ten. Yeah, yeah. So I'm six and one 
on the year. Quick math. Had you put $100 on every game, you'd be up $500. Right, Travis? Uh, Give or take, yeah. Thank you, Travis. That's our stat department. So, Kyle, I'll let you go first with your lock of the week. I know it's Saturday. There's not going to be a whole lot of time for people to get these these, uh, bets in, but go ahead. Well, so I need to know, like, Again, every time I give you a line, you always shave like three points That's off. That's true. Of it. Yeah, give it <laughs> to you're me. You're looking at a different. Right. You're looking at a different site than me. Um, so yeah, and I use you know being two games over five hundred off air when I look these up on thirty seconds before the show. Uh, I just I don't know. Are the Eagles any good? Mm, it's hard uh, to tell. They're minus four at home versus the Bears. Minus. See, I had them at minus three here, so that makes yeah. me. Mm, that makes me not really want to do that. Bears are bad. Um, Bears are bad. If you'd have reworded that question, Bears are really bad. They are, and I'm two and zero picking on the Bears yeah. this year. Yeah, um, which makes me kind of want to go back, um, back to that well. Um, I tell you what, here's what we're gonna do. Somehow. Now that we know that Matt Moore is out, what do you have on the Kansas City Tennessee line? Kansas City plus four. Kansas City, and they're playing the Vikings, and then Tennessee plus three and a half at the Panthers. Yeah, so Vikings minus four on the road in Kansas City with Matt with a Mahomesless. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going to swallow the points on the road. Eesh. Eesh. Bold. Bold. Very bold. You know, I had the Packers last week, too. I said Packers are another lock. I think maybe my secondary lock. Uh, my pick of the week uh, to me is – now, I'm 6-1, and one, so that's where I'm picking from. I'm picking from being 6-1. and one. I'm not 0-0 zero zero this week. I'm not playing it like it's just I'm trying to win this week. I'm playing it like I'm up and I'm confident. Okay? I'm going – it's Ravens-Patriots, Sunday Night Football in Baltimore, the first team the Patriots have played that – could actually like do something in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going Ravens money line. Ravens money You're line. Just gonna take them to win. I'm going to go ahead and take them to win. They're at plus three, taking them to win. You can get them at uh, plus two and a half at plus 120, plus three, minus 105 juice, or you can go plus 145. They win. They're going to win for sure. I think, th- I think they actually could win too. Um, it's, it's at their place. You know, we're going to find out what Lamar Jackson, I think, is really, really made of going against that that kind of defense. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they've got a really good shot to win. And I'll say this: I, I'm not I'm not quite so bold enough to put this out there as, as a lock. But I think the Dolphins win this week too. Whoa! I think, they beat the Jets. I think they beat the Jets at home. You know what? I think that may come. That may roll into Travis's. Travis's, what's your what's your lock in the week? I was going to say. The Jets are gonna win. Oh, y'all won't fight. Jets, Jets, Jets. So he's just gonna take them to win. Yeah. Or oh, Jets, a, what, a seven point favorite. Yeah. Or well, yeah. Um, well, what is that about, Travis? You don't know how to. It's minus three. So Jets minus three. Yeah. Minus three. Yep. Jets yeah. minus three. You looking at the wrong sites? I'm looking at Vegas. Oh well. Jets minus <laughs> three. They're Dolphins plus. You can get plus three and a half. Pretty close. 
And I'm guessing y'all are looking at this like in real time, like yeah. what it is right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so these were opening lines. Yeah, I'm right. At. So it was, it was minus six and a half Jets. Oh my goodness! No, yeah, it's, it's what it opened. Three now. It's what it opened at. Yeah, yeah, but opening, um, why not the Jets now? Now, so I would fade Travis. I go now. Then that's that's awkward for me because usually I fade Kyle. And now I'm having now I know Travis really sucks majority of the time, so I need to fade Travis, fade you, and just kind of maybe leave that game alone. I don't I don't know. I just know I'm going. To I don't against, know. It's just you know. We're going to find out if Miami's like truly tanking. We're going against yeah. the common law of betting. What's the common law? If they law? get swacked at home by the Jets, then we know it's like it's over. That's we true. What's the common law, Travis? Never take uh, the road team with uh, negative points. So never take a road favorite. Yeah. There you go. That was much simpler put, but it's okay. Sorry. Well, Kyle, man, we appreciate your time, as always, solid 30-minute episode. We got tricks. We got treats. We got Travis, the man, the myth, the moron. We've got locks of the week. Travis, I'm just picking. You're not a moron. I love you. He'll say it later. Anyways, uh, thanks, Kyle. Uh, we'll be on same time next week. Love you, Kyle. Hey, bro. Don't shake it for me, baby. Go oh, yeah. oh, yeah. get a little crazy. Go oh, yeah. oh, yeah. throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem. Go hey. shake it for me, baby. Go oh, yeah. oh, yeah. get a little crazy. Go oh, yeah. oh, yeah. throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem. Hey. Baton Rouge, where you at? Shreveport, Lake Charles, Bill Plant, Lafayette. Huh? Huh? Coming live from the gutter. Louisiana, baby, tell your mama that I love her. New Orleans bounce down here, hand grenade, Bourbon Street, can you hear it in your ear? Can you hear me? Hey, gon' shake it for me, baby. Monroe, Thibodeau, beignets, gumbo. What's up, what's up, Drew Brees, can you hear me? Shout out the Saints, where you at, Boja City? LSU, baby, and we never gon' stop. Never gon' flop, going straight to the top. Oh, what's up? Gon' shake it for me, baby. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Gon' get a little crazy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Gon' throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana Shake it for me, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gon' get a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gon' throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem. Hey. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me get a yeah. yeah. When I say the right answer, do you like crawfish? Yeah. Water grow too? Yeah. Mama cook good. Yeah. Daddy don't play. Yeah. Louisiana, baby, work hard, play hard. But no, we ain't gotta buy you in our front yard. Raise your hand. Straight to God. You ain't from Louisiana. You don't know a Salad on the side, sprinkle powder, sugar, beignets, or shampooyard. Uh, nah, let me say it one time. If you're from Louisiana, stand up, recognize. Come on, gon' shake it for me, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Gon' get a little crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Gon' throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem. Gon' shake it for me, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Gon' get a little crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Gon' throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem. Shake it for me, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna get a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem. Hey. Gonna shake it for me, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna get a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna throw a tantrum. Why? It's the Louisiana anthem. Hey. <laughs>